0: Welcome, 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 dear listeners, to another episode of the Time Traveler's Guide to Ancient History. Today, we're taking a trip back to ancient Greece, a time of gods, heroes, and a hotline to the divine. Yes, you heard it right. We're talking about the Oracle of Delphi, the ancient world's version of a divine call center. So, buckle up, time travelers, as we journey back to a time when the words of a mysterious woman known as the Pythia could change the course of history. Now, picture this. You're an ancient Greek, and you've got a big decision to make. Maybe you're a king contemplating war, a farmer wondering about the harvest, or a love struck poet and sure of your next verse. Who do you call? Ghostbusters. Nah, they are still a few millennia away. You'd call the Oracle of Delphi, of course. The Oracle of Delphi was the most powerful woman in the classical world. She was the mouthpiece of Apollo, the god of prophecy. People from all walks of life, from kings to commoners, would make the journey to the Temple of Apollo at Delphi to ask her advice. This wasn't a simple phone call. People would travel for days, weeks, even months to get their burning questions answered. And the journey wasn't easy either. It involved treacherous mountain paths, potential bandit attacks, and the occasional mythological monster. But hey, who said talking to gods was easy? Once they arrived at Delphi, they'd have to purify themselves in the Castalian spring, offer up a sacrifice, and then, and only then, could they approach the oracle. But here's where things get a bit weird. The Pythia, the priestess who served as the oracle, would sit on a tripod over a chasm in the earth. She would chew on laurel leaves and inhale some pretty funky vapors that came up from the chasm. These vapors, according to legend, were sent by Apollo himself. After a bit of this, she would go into a trance and start speaking in riddles. Now, you might be thinking, riddles. I came all this way for riddles. But hey, divine wisdom isn't supposed to be easy to understand, right? And these weren't your run-of-the-mill, what-has-keys-but-can't-open-locks kind of riddles. These were profound, often confusing statements that could be interpreted in many ways. And that's where the priests of the temple came in. They would translate the Pythia's riddles into something the questioner could understand. The oracle's predictions and advice were taken very seriously. They could start and end wars, topple kings, and change the course of history. But they were also notoriously ambiguous. There's a famous story about King Croesus of Lydia, who asked the oracle if he should go to war with the Persians. The oracle said, if you go to war, you will destroy a great empire. Croesus thought this meant he would win, but spoiler alert, the empire he destroyed was his own. Talk about a divine prank call. But the oracle wasn't just about war and politics. She also gave advice on personal matters. There's a story about a man who asked the oracle how he could live the happiest life. The oracle told him to know thyself, a phrase that has become a cornerstone of philosophy and self-help books ever since. So, if you are ever feeling lost, remember the oracle's advice. You might not need a heartline to the gods after all. The oracle of Delphi was more than just a hotline to the gods. It was a place where people sought guidance in uncertain times, a place where the spiritual and political realms intersected, and a place where a woman's voice could shape the course of history. It was also a place of great beauty and artistry. The temple of Apollo, where the oracle gave her prophecies, Was adorned with statues and offerings from those who had sought the oracle's advice. It was a testament to the power of belief and the enduring allure of the unknown. And let's not forget the Pythia herself. She was chosen from the local women of Delphi and had to be of unimpeachable character. Once chosen, she would serve for life, giving up her own name to become the voice of Apollo. It was a position of great honor but also great responsibility. After all, when your words can start wars and topple empires, you'd better choose them carefully. So, the next time you're faced with a big decision, why not try the oracle's method? Chew on some laurel leaves, inhale some vapors, just kidding, don't do that, and see if you can come up with a riddle that holds the answer. Just remember, the gods may not be as straightforward as you'd like. As we wrap up our journey, let's remember that the Oracle of Delphi was more than just a hotline to the gods. It was a symbol of the ancient world's desire to understand the divine, to seek guidance in a chaotic world, and to believe in the power of prophecy. It's a reminder that, even in the most uncertain times, people have always sought answers, looked for guidance, and tried to make sense of the world around them. And with that, we've reached the end of our journey to the Oracle of Delphi. I hope you've enjoyed this trip back in time, and remember, the past is full of fascinating stories that can still teach us a thing or two today. So, until our next adventure, keep your time machines tuned to the Time Traveler's Guide to Ancient History. Stay curious, stay adventurous, and remember, history is a lot more fun when you're not the one making it.